you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Sean, in an unconventional, I'll call it emergency swarm cast here. David Eichel, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, 24-7 Sports. Sean, you and I debated on doing a podcast today, but after the Kirk Ferentz press conference, I think it was sort of inevitable. We, we have to talk about this. Spencer Petras is going to be Iowa's starting quarterback. <clears throat> where, where do we start? <laughs> I guess give me your instant reaction because I thought this is a big chance for Kirk to calm down the fan base. Instead, I think the temperature is almost at an all-time high. Yeah, and I, I get both sides, to be honest with you. I understand the fact that a lot of people want Alex Padilla, and, you know, I'm – probably in that in that category too but I understand the rationale with Kirk Ferentz and going with Spencer Petras I think Tyler Kluber had a really good point on Twitter when he mentioned that hey like it's Iowa should be Iowa's easiest game of the year and that's saying I mean South Dakota State really good FCS team I get that you saw what the Iowa offense couldn't do there with Nevada the Wolfpack gave up 55 points last week to an FCS team in Incarnate Word and just looked absolutely abysmal. I, I, and honestly, like, I think the Nevada, looking at pro football focus, Nevada's secondary is one of the more strengths of their defense, which, I mean, they have a couple of good guys up front too, a couple of really solid linebackers, but the secondary really fumbled the bag against Incarnate Word. So I get it from a perspective of, hey, okay, we can put Putris out there. We can see how the first half goes. If that doesn't go well, then we can put Pity in. I think that makes a lot of sense. But I also think the way that things were handled, you you understand more, but you've heard more of the buzz behind the scenes than I have. But it just seems like a weird like disconnect with everything that's happening. Should that stuff that is we are hearing, you are hearing, is true. And what other people in our market have said, too, is true. It just... I mean, I don't think we're making too big of a deal of it. No, we're not. But it seems to be something that's just where with where things are at in this offense, it it just kind of is a weird it's a weird time. It's not something you want going into conference play. Granted, Iowa has one more game and Spencer Peters can avoid to shut can end up shutting everyone up on Saturday against Nevada. But that's like I, I don't just, even know if he can shop everybody, Sean. Like, I, it, here's the thing. Everybody's making about Spencer Petrus. Sean, I don't think people should be blaming Petrus at this point. It's not on Petrus. Yeah, yeah, he can go out there and he can produce or not produce. But, you know, Sean, I, I really think Brian Ferentz might be getting too much criticism about this too. Because, as I mentioned on our message board, and Kirk – was pressed about this in the press conference today. It's very apparent to me that not everybody within that building is all in on Petrus being a starting quarterback. I want to make sure I find the exact quote just so we can. Uh, I just want to make sure I get this right because 
it, it is an important thing, especially when it comes to this. The temperature of the fan base is very, very high right now. So I want to make sure I get this right. But I guess while I find it, Sean, that struck me as incredibly arrogant, I think, on Kirk's part. There's no way around it. I mean, he was pressed by Scott Dockerman, Chad Lysko, myself, about Petrus's body of work. And that's what Kirk continues to allude to. Sean, the, Spencer's body of work in the last 10 games is one passing touchdown. One passing touchdown and nine interceptions. And he continues to double and triple down that Petrus is the guy. I know he's won a lot of football games, but it's interesting to me that Kirk always talks about, you know, the quarterback gets too much of the credit if they win and too much blame if they lose. Well, then why why is Kirk giving all the credit to Spencer Petrus for winning these games on his body of work? The numbers don't line up. And to me, it's Kirk's in a no-win situation. Would he rather uh, Petrus go out there and light everyone up so he can say, I'm right? Or would he rather be, or would he rather make the best football choice when everyone outside of him is screaming at him to make the switch? 130 other FPS programs, Sean, would have made the switch. Does Kirk care more about being right or does he care about making the correct football move? And I think that's something that we've seen in this press conference. To me, Kirk wants to be right. He wants to be smarter than everybody. And I understand that point. Um, you were there. You kind of felt it in person. You got that vibe. Yep. It also could be a comfort thing. And also, like, we don't we don't see practice. But maybe Petrus is the guy that they feel is most comfortable about in practice. And I know that's, that's kind of a trigger word for a lot of people right now is the word practice and doing well in practice. But maybe there's something that Padilla isn't doing. Maybe there's something that Labus isn't doing where there is a different disconnect with Ferentz. And, you know, maybe Ferentz just doesn't want to change. And But it's like something's got to give. Like, there's got to be something. Like, even if it doesn't work out for Padilla and Labus, you would think that maybe they would try something. Granted, like I said, we don't see practice every day. But I think it would just be a different – just a different outlook on things that I think would, and I know it's Kirk's program. He runs the ship. He he's in charge of everything, you know, obviously he has assistance too, but like there's just a clamoring from the outside to see something different. And Chad Lysko, his question today, I thought was really, really fair. Like it was yep. probably one of the better questions I've heard from the Iowa media in talking to Kirk Ferentz about quarterback play and just like anything in, re- in general, like Kirk honestly seemed like he was like stumbling on that. He was rattled. A bit. And I was just about to read the question, the quote, I think this is the one you're referring to Sean. Was it the one where he brought up the stats about the offensive production? Yeah. That's exactly yep. what I was about to read. So taking away the Northwestern game, which obviously Spencer couldn't go in because remember he went, but he played, like threw three passes, went three and out, couldn't even get the ball off the ground. Really. He was just hurt. Right. The point totals in his last six starts, 7, 7, 3, 17, 7, and 7. You say the body of work is there, but that's the body of work. And that's exactly what I said in my postgame column, too. Whatever his stuff is, that's his stuff, right? We talked about that in the postgame podcast as well. And he said one touchdown, nine picks in the last 10 games. 
Then there's Alex, who had 27 against Minnesota and 33 against Illinois. And this is all Kirk says a response. That's our assessment. Those are good points, but we're looking at the whole thing. That's our assessment. That's not looking at the whole thing. You're looking at practice. And Sean, no fan gives a damn about practice. They know the guys are putting in the work. But when you got people spending time, resources, money, energy to go to these games and support, they just want to be entertained. They want to be able to see just payback for what they're putting into the program. I mean, Sean, I talked to some people before the South Coast State game, before the Iowa State game, who came from North Carolina, who came from New York, who came from Florida. This is the only game that they're able to get to this year. Iowa alums, they spent all that money to go watch by far the worst offense in the country. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG. They have a right to be upset because they're not trying to change anything at all. And again, Brian's play calling, I think, has been suspect, especially last week against Iowa State. But I think, and this is what I'll say, I think people would be very surprised where Brian Ferentz sits on who should be the starting quarterback. And I'll go back to the quote that I texted you, because remember, we got to speak with Brian Ferentz last week, right, after the South Coast State game. And when asked about the quarterback play, Brian said, I felt like after watching the tape, the majority of the game, we had ample time an ample opportunity in the pocket to deliver the ball and do what we need to do as far as making the reading, getting the ball out to the correct guy on time. Was the protection perfect? No, but if you're waiting around for perfect protection, you're never going to be happy. And then he reiterated that he had ample time to get rid of the football. And based on Kirk's answers and based on everything else, Sean, I think people can put two and two together about where Brian Ferentz sits as far as a starting quarterback at the University of Iowa goes. Yeah, it's a, that's an interesting point. And I, I continue to say that Saturday will be a really telling um, contest of where things are at with this offense because the vibe can totally change or at least somewhat spin into a different direction with a solid showing on Saturday or it could completely just, you know, not, <laughs> it could be, it could be, it could be bad. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, College football programs, like, you know, good on them. Like, I totally respect a lot of the a lot of the coaches, a lot of the players, a lot of the, you know, people on staff, personnel that don't have social media and don't pay attention to the outside noise. But I totally agree with your assessment and saying, okay, like, you have this stat. Like, these stats are, you know, very, very appealing and very, I mean, appealing in a bad way just very eye-opening and it's just a weird like 
I don't know. It just it just seemed it Tuesday's press conference just gave off a weird vibe, and maybe then, that's the question just being a little more you know direct and a little more like hey like instead of like asking it's more of just like saying like hey this is that but you know that's it was just yeah. it just got a weird vibe as media members we it's our job to frame questions in a way that you can draw answers out of but with the way the offense is Sean there's no framing there's telling here's the numbers here's what's going on what are you doing to fix it because I don't know if you feel this way, Sean, but in five years of covering this program, I'm taking away the 2020 racial disparity allegations out of it. This is the most tension I have felt surrounding the football aspect of covering a team. Like there is a lot of just weird vibe, weird energy. I do think the team's together, but you have to imagine there's some tough conversations going on right now. There's just no way it can't be. And everybody says they have faith in Spencer Petras. And I asked Kirk this today. When the offense is this bad, especially the passing offense, how do you keep the receivers engaged? Iowa had two catches by wide receivers against Iowa State, both in third quarter, one from Alec Wick, one from Arlen Bruce. And Arlen Bruce gets targeted 11 times, caught one pass. How do, in wide receivers, Sean, I mean, you, you cover recruiting. Wide receivers are probably the most swagger-filled crap talkers there there are they rely on emotion they rely on that sort of swagger and that's what helps them play the game how do you keep them engaged yeah and defensive backs but how do you keep the wide receivers engaged at this point when every ball is going five feet over their head and they don't even take a shot downfield and there's no there's no balls are throwing down the field they're doing five yard outs they're doing in routes people aren't running seams there's nothing being developed i mean how I don't know how you keep them engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I understand. And we'll see what happens when <clears throat> potentially Keegan Johnson, Nico Regani come back. Obviously, there's been some positive news on that front. It seems like Kirk mentioned that Nico might be a little closer than Keegan, which I mean was surprising. If, if I recall correctly, it was the opposite on Saturday when Kirk was talking about, you know, who would, who would be back potentially for Nevada or at, Seemed a little even, but I think it leaned more to Keegan. But sounds like, you know, now it's Nico. So I think that has a role to do with it. But also I think execution, you think there'd be more execution if it didn't come down to quarterback play and just overall production from there. The other part, too, is I get that. I know Kirk's saying the health of wide receivers is not good, and that's true. Unless the wide receivers are 10 feet tall, Sean, they're not catching these passes that are being thrown. They're, just, they're not, and that's a quarterback issue. That's a poor fundamental. That's poor footwork. That's bad route trees. That's bad play calling. And that's not playing the strength of the quarterback. So there's a lot of things. And, again, I don't think it's Spencer Petrus's fault anymore. He's going out there. He's trying to do what he can. He puts in the work. This is about coaching and not making the switch when it's not even just a, a local issue. Not The fan base isn't just mad, uh, angry, Sean. It's not just the Big Ten Conference that's laughing and pointing at Iowa. Purdue takes a shot at Iowa about every two days, it feels like, for their lack of offensive playmaking. The whole Iowa football at this point, Sean, as far as offense goes, is becoming meme. It is becoming mockery. They were talking about during the Dallas Cowboys game. 
because the Cowboys offense was so inept. That's got, if that's not a big wake up call to Kurt Ferentz to at least try something new, it, it, he might be crashing down with the ship this season, Sean. And I don't think I'm being overdramatic when I say that he might be the captain of the Titanic and going down with the ship. Something has to give, something has to change. Does he care more about being right? Or does he care about making the correct this football decision that everyone else it feels like in the country besides him can see? That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Any more thoughts or. I don't know, man. I, th- I think that's pretty good. Uh, We'll see what happens on Saturday. I mean, I think Iowa is going to be – they get Nevada gave up 56 points to Incarnate Word, but the over-under on this game is like 42. I mean, it, it – Yeah. It'll, it'll be crazy. Any, any final thoughts, Sean, or anything? I felt like we had to do this just because it, it's, it's insane to me. Same thing over and over, expecting different results. Yeah, I got nothing else. I think you kind of hit on all the points. Sean Bach, David Eichel, 24-7 Sports. Follow us on Twitter at David Eichel, at SBach247, and at Hawkeyes on 247. Check out all of our coverage at HawkeyeInsider.com. We'll talk to you later this week when we actually break down Iowa versus Nevada. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control-Alt-Desire, now streaming on Paramount+.